0: good evening and welcome to another episode of history bluffs where truth is stranger than fiction i want to welcome to the show at this very moment your host gina
1: hi everybody out there i can see you all but i have tunnel vision right now welcome to history bluffs Uh, I'm your host, Gina Bobina, and I'll be taking you through a wonderful, fun night of um, historical facts and one lie. Uh, This is how our History Bluffs game works. It's a live podcast. It's live streaming now. You can listen to it as a podcast later. And uh, we're on Spotify and we, and you can kind of find out all the things, but let me tell you the rules for this. If this is your first time, we are going to play a game where uh, we have three armchair historians. They're going to come out. They will tell you stories. All of the stories will be true, except for one. That person will be your bluff. And I'll get into more of the rules later, but let's meet the historians. so let's welcome to our show, uh, Charlie Downs. Let's give it up for Charlie. So hi, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Hey, are, how's it are going? You, are you drinking? Is this a hump day drinking day? Always, always. Uh, oh, good, good. No what one you got told your,
0: me it was drinking day.
1: Well, Adam, you're not on screen. Go get a drink. Come back. We'll be right with you. Got All it. Right. I'm going to ask Charlie some questions. Um, Charlie, actually, my question is, what are, what are you drinking, first off?
2: Um a little bit of bourbon with some uh habanero uh simple syrup.
1: So is that spicy? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Um have you ever uh have you ever done any kind of pranks or have you ever seen any kind of pranks where somebody pulled their pants down? And I say that because it'll go with our subject tonight.
2: Um I I don't think I've ever seen anybody like purposely have their pants pulled down unless it was part of like a scripted theater moment.
1: Oh, very cool! And the reason I yeah. say our our subject tonight is Moon, so uh, that. Oh, okay, okay. to know. I'm not like, know. what the hell is she doing? Um, so that's cool. Okay, so like, what was? Do you remember the show that you saw that in?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I feel like I've seen stuff like that, but I feel like it's only been in like a theater atmosphere and it wasn't like some guy on the football team or something.
1: Oh, gotcha. Very contained. Uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. me, one time on the highway, it was somebody sticking their hiney out, oh. out of a window. And it was funny because it was a child window, you know, like where they don't go down all the way and they were in the back seat. So it was like, yeah. Mis- yeah. <laughs> so it was very funny. Uh, but let's bring out our next guest. And that's going to be Alan Forbes. Everybody say hi to Alan. Well, everybody in the world and we can't hear you, but do it anyway. How fun. Alan, you're drinking too. What the yeah. hell? What are you drinking? It's
3: this is Sprite. Um and it what's is in that? my it, what's in Sprite? Yeah.
1: It's
3: it's got carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, and a variety of chemicals. I don't know what the names are.
1: Oh it's not alcoholic. Okay, no. Sprite
3: is uh <laughs> it can be found in most uh stores uh pharmacies uh grocery stores and my glass features uh thor the god of thunder in his original jack kirby form there you go. are we all going to get to split the proceeds
2: that alan is getting from all these uh mentions <laughs> of brands uh they are my
1: sponsor of- yeah, only sprite
3: work- no other coke products
1: Yeah, we do have to get a spot we have to work on that because we do we'll really do plug some products here so Mm -hmm. uh, the sprite is very good and then i had a question alan when um like you showed that thing of thor and isn't thor doesn't he live on another planet
3: he he lives in asgard which Mm -hmm. uh depending on what version you're you're following he's it's either a different dimension or as you describe another planet so yeah
1: so, my question then becomes, are there any moons related to his planet?
3: Oh goodness um well, they call them the like the 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 nine worlds uh-huh. so one of the worlds that the uh, the the nine worlds are one of the worlds is actually earth, which they refer to as midgard
1: oh. I don't know how I feel about that. Right guard. <laughs> right guard's a deodorant. Mid I don't know. Well, think about it. We'll, As guard, we'll right
3: guard, and mid guard,
2: yes. <laughs> I think I used to play mid guard in my soccer team when You're I was a soccer,
1: kid. I know, I think my brother did, too. That's funny. Okay, so, um, I lo- then, so this is the three. We're already having fun. We're going to welcome Chris because this way Chris Barry will add to the fun. Give it up for Chris. Yay. Welcome to the show. What's up, Hello. Chris? How you doing?
4: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
1: Good, good. Though for our podcast listeners, this won't make sense, but for the people watching us, your hair is almost longer than mine now. So <laughs> how long have you been growing it out? Uh,
4: I last got a haircut in uh, March of
1: 2020. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean, It's wow. still so curly. For those of you who can't see it, that it's still springing above his shoulders, but it's getting there. It's very, very and, funny.
4: And yeah, it's funny uh, you mentioned that. Because when it's wet, uh, I'm just out of the shower, my hair is actually as long as yours now.
1: Yeah, I would think so, at least, right? That's that's great. That's very funny. And then, did you have anything when you were a little kid? Did you have anything that you wanted to grow up and be? What what were your top three?
4: Oh, boy. Uh, It probably changed from week to week because I had, you know, well, first I had, you know, I had four older brothers and and a very large family. Um, You know, we would have like regular holiday gatherings of, you know, 30 plus people on a regular basis. Both my parents came from big families, so um, you know I, I had you know cops and firemen and lawyers and, and and all sorts of stuff in in the family, and so I would see those. And then I was you know an avid sports enthusiast, and I would love acting. So on any given week, it could have been you know I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be an astronaut, I wanted to be a cowboy, I wanted to be a football player, I wanted to be a baseball player. Um, yeah, so it kind of varied depending on the wind.
1: That's very cool. And what did you end up being?
4: Uh, I actually ended up going into none of those things, and uh, I now I, I work for I do investor relations for a publicly traded company. That's was fun.
1: Not, I found childhood
4: dream, but I grew into it
1: yeah no i mean you know hey go where the money is and then later you can become an astronaut when they open that moon thing you know so that'll be that'll be great i think the reason i asked and i was hoping you'd say astronaut but i wasn't sure uh because i have a lot of brothers as well and they that was like it seems like a big thing fireman astronaut that kind of thing um so but tonight we're going to be talking about the moon and i'm going to tell the uh, audience a couple of things and then i'll get back to you guys in just a second uh so first um just for the audience adam would you throw up the rule card for us if you You don't got it
0: here are right. some rules.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Adam the Tech. Uh, so we're going to give the the actors now know that their subject is moon. Uh, actually, uh, they are going to do a little bit of research to kind of get their sort of premise of how they're going to relate their story to you. One of them, and um, we don't know which one just yet, is lying. So their entire story will be false. They may take a couple of pieces of history. So if it was in the 1800s, they might make reference to Lincoln or something like that. It could be, you know, related in those kinds of ways. But they cannot lie about the whole premise premise or the whole story. Um, also, well, if you're playing along, uh, and we'd love for you to in the audience, um, if you're watching the live stream, then you can write comments in the side if you'd like. But what we ask is that you don't look anything up on Google while we're playing and write anything in that might indicate who the liar or who the truth tellers are. And the reason we do that is just so that the game is fun. There are some stakes so at the end. It's kind of this fun, uh, fun decision to, to, to figure out who's lying. And you get to guess and play along. Uh, but we'll start. Um, we're going to start right now. With with what we call round one, and we'll get going. So uh, the rounds work like this. We're going to, um, they have three minutes to tell their whole story. First round starts now. I'm actually going to go in the order that I started, so I'll start with Charlie. Charlie, uh, when you come up to the screen, uh, you're going to have 75 seconds on the clock, and you're going to get to start to tell your story in three parts, and this is your first part, starting right now.
2: Okay, I call this story The Mystical Moon and the Sapphire Society. Uh, On August 21st, 1835, which happens to be my birthday, the the month and day, not the year, uh, there was a publication in the New York Sun Uh, saying that they had learned that a publisher in Edinburgh, that Sir John Herschel, uh, was at the Cape of New Hope and had made some astronomical discoveries of a most wonderful description. Then later, starting on August 25th and going for over a week, they continued to publish Articles that from the Edinburgh Courant uh, that were excerpts from a paper published by the Edinburgh uh, Journal of Science. Uh, and they were fascinating uh, on day one they talked about the telescope and how big it was and how it had a second mirror and how that second mirror was a hydro oxygen microscope that actually let them see in great detail along with the professor what a, a man who was working there named Dr. Grant who had actually worked with Herschel's dad and had discovered Uranus with him uh, on day two you'll find out more
1: moon he discovered uranus how fun uh we're gonna um continue your story on the next round but i'd love to go to our panelists to hear what their thoughts are and so uh alan what what are your thoughts give us your input here do you think he's lying tell us more
3: um well it's interesting that he was very quick to correct that he wasn't born the year that this all took place i'm not so sure if that was a truth or not. He does look a couple hundred years old. But maybe that's just me. Um
1: his, fedora. His, beard. Beard.
3: his one of his main characters is Dr. Grant. Now we all know Dr. Grant is the main character in Jurassic Park. So clearly this is fiction. And a hydro oxygen telescope. Look, clearly they don't make they don't make telescopes out of water. I call shenanigans. <laughs>
1: It was funny. I love you call shenanigans. I thought the same thing, like that it was out of water because <laughs> isn't hydrogen and oxygen water when you, <laughs> so that was what I thought too. So um, Chris, you tell us your thoughts and then we'll all start to figure out whether we believe him or not.
4: Yeah, I, I was uh, somewhat, uh, some flags went up. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to say that I'm skeptical of Charlie yet, uh, yet, uh, but some flags went up when, when he started referencing um, the periodicals, the newspapers. Uh, and they had very American-sounding names like, the, you know, the the Current, and I forget what the other one was, but you know, it was just short of Daily Bugle, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, come on, hold on, this is Scotland, this is Scotland, not not Metropolis, so uh, a flag the flag went up.
1: Oh, I love that the flag went up, but it has not been thrown yet, so we're not sure if there's a penalty just yet. Um, I did, I did focus on that a little bit too, Chris, because I heard him say the New York Sun, which I thought was sort of an oxymoron. So I was like, okay. But then, uh, so now let's go to. Um, I, why don't you stay there, Chris, and why don't you start your story for round two? Um, and I'll get you a clock up on the screen. And why don't you? Are you ready to go?
4: I'm ready to go. My okay. My, my beginning of round one. Yes.
1: Okay, round. Oh, the, yeah, round one. Go for it right now.
4: All right. So my story is uh in your your question to Charlie was actually prophetic because I, I was inspired by mooning, uh, because when you said moon, the first thing that popped into my head was the lyric from the song The Streak. Uh and and in there there's, there's a there's a lyric where the guy is he's walking with his wife and a streaker runs by and he's like, Don't look Ethel! And he said, But it was too late, she'd already been moon. Uh so that made me think of streaking. So uh I am looking up the history of streaking and uh, so we go back to the ancient Olympics, three thousand years ago, um, and all the participants, all the athletes, they they actually participated in the nude, and it was thought that clothing restricted their athletic movement. Uh, obviously, Under Armour and Nike didn't exist back then, so they couldn't have that you know nice movement that we have today. Um, but that <laughs> um, uh, that so so that naked uh, participation uh, led to uh, a, the birth of streaking. Um, and I'll I'll tell you in our second round exactly who did it and why he did it. But uh, it, but back then, they didn't call it streaking, they called it limping, L-Y-M-P-I-N-G, as in the Olympics. But it was basically running naked as a former protest. And I will give you the specifics on how that was launched in the second round.
1: Oh, great timing, and I will... I have decided just now that if your story is true, the reason that they changed the name from limping to whatever they call it now is pretty obvious for the men. (laughs) um, All right, Alan, what do you think?
3: (laughs) I I think that the term limping should never have gone away uh, (laughs) because of what Gina's insinuating. um, (laughs) Because we've never seen anyone streak at full mast.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I feel
1: like we can go to Charlie now unless you would need more time. No, that's okay. good. <laughs> no, okay. yeah,
2: that's good. Okay. I, I, I'm a little confused and it sounds like he's making this up because if everybody in the Olympics is complete peating naked, how is also running naked some kind of protest
0: like like
2: how would anybody even know he wasn't one of the original contestants you know what i mean like I, it's, it's like i'm going to protest big macs by eating a lot of big macs I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> I have enjoyed that you said They, they completed their competed <laughs> It's just like it was cute It could be one word Anyway, never mind um, That's a good point I, uh, I'm i a little torn on this round um, I'm going to listen to your story now, Charlie I'm going to try to figure out If I can tell who is bluffing So Charlie, okay. your round, round one begins
3: right um, now well, should,
2: should Alan go? Cause oh, I my... um,
1: hey Charlie Your round one is already done uh, okay. So we're going to move to Alan <laughs> Sorry about that, our studio audience No problem audience.
0: Milka. Hey, Ellen.
1: Yes. Ellen, I, I think you know it's coming, but round one is going to start for you right now.
3: All right. Well, uh, that's great that we just talked about ancient Greece because I have something that uh, has a reference to Greek mythology. But uh, what I was inspired by the moon was werewolves. And one of yes. the first earliest example of a werewolf was in Greek mythology where um, I may mispronounce this uh, Lycaon. Uh, was a ancient Greek uh, mythological character who, according to legend, served uh, Zeus a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed human. And as punishment, Zuk was, Zeus was enraged, and he turned Lycaon and his sons into wolves. And that's where we also get uh, other terms that are um, using the word lyca in there as a prefix, uh, with regard to uh, people that feel like they're turning into wolves or turning into animals, it's actually a medical psychological condition. Um, werewolf is a uh, is a mythological um, uh, uh, species that is known throughout the world. There are different uh, cultures that take on the werewolf. Uh, Nordic tradition also has a werewolf legend. I'll talk about it more later.
1: That's awesome. In, in my head, I always thought that Leica was what Sorry, uh, Leica was what you put on when you did yoga or something like that, you know, like stretchy material. like bra. So, uh, oh, that's like <laughs> bra. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still like material on your body. They had hair on their body. I don't know. Anyway, Charlie, what do you think? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I think it's obvious that this is the false one because Laika was the name of the first dog in outer space in Russia. And uh, mm. so clearly, Russian dog, dog, werewolf. it it, it, it It's just so, like, he, he didn't even think hard about his lie. It just, <laughs> one after another,
4: just <laughs> fell into place.
1: Ooh. I'm not on the Russian side today, but maybe that was why they named it that. I don't know. So, mm. uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh,
4: this one, uh, this one... Hits a little nerve with me because uh, since I've not cut my hair since February twenty, March of twenty twenty, uh, a couple of people have accused me of being a werewolf recently. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think I, I see at, uh, Charlie's point here. Um, you know, it seems like Zeus was frequently being around, surrounded by like sacrificed humans. So why would he just get mad at Lycan and his and his son? And what what did the son do? It, um I don't I don't know why he would turn them both into it seems a little harsh on the part of his deuce, but I wasn't there.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So flag flag where's the flag on this one?
4: Flag flag is out, but not thrown. Flag, not oh, thrown. Okay. Not so thrown Chris is-
1: Chris has not chosen 100% completely who he thinks is lying. I I know that Zeus changed into animals like he changed into a swan to seduce Leta. I mean, he's he did stuff like that. So that part scans, but I don't know. I've never heard of a Lycan, like, yet. whatever you said. However, <laughs> I am interested in the round two. Lycra. Also, the Lycra. Okay. No, <laughs> that's the stuff you wear to yoga, Chris. Hello. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to move to round two. Not th- two. There we go. And uh, I would love to start out where uh, where we left off last in round one for the with Charlie again because you know I left him hanging. It's his turn. Go for it, Charlie. You're round <laughs> begins right now.
2: Okay. On uh, day two, the Sun published. Uh, that, uh, that they had seen red flowers and brown bison and blue goats on the moon and a strange amphibious creature of spherical form that rolled with great velocity across a pebbly beach. On day three, they published that there were lots of animals and plants, but the most interesting was a bipedal beaver that gave birth to its young in its arms and also had huts that had smoke coming out of them. So clearly, it knew what fire was. On day four, they talked about the the incredible winged bat-like humans called Vesperitilio Homo, which uh, which flight around the uh, the moon and created a society. On day five, they talked about a spherical tower or, or a sapphire tower that lay, was on the moon and had looked like a torch. And on day six.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Did you leave us there on purpose or just because you ran out of time? Because I will allow that sentence to finish or are you holding No, no,
2: no. I'm gonna I'm just gonna let
4: it go.
1: Oh gosh, this is very edgy edge of your seat fun. Um Chris, what do you think?
4: Uh as Charlie was speaking the song by America popped in my head. On the first day, blah, blah, blah. It's like they were on psychedelic. <laughs> <on laughs> <laughs> Red <Files. laughs> A blue bison on the moon. It's like where the subject is moon, not psychedelics. Uh, So I'm I'm very Uh, Technical
2: note, the bison were brown, the goats were blue. Blue
4: goats, brown bison. I stand corrected, but still on psychedelic.
1: Um, I also enjoy your trickery, Charlie, to try to confuse us by sort of lying in your story and then Uh, (laughs) self-correcting. Ellen, what are are your thoughts on his story? You know, and I'm
3: speaking as someone who's talking about werewolves. This is totally Um, (laughs) far-fetched. We've got bipedal beavers and bat-winged humans. Uh, We've been to the moon since this story takes place and we've (laughs) disproven all of the existence of this stuff so i don't know what's up with their hydro oxygen telescope it clearly is made from something that is affecting their brains
1: right right i feel like it was the bible a little bit but out of order but then not it was so bizarre it was oh okay with the
3: day
2: one and yeah okay Okay, i get it i
1: get it and the things that happened on the days were a little different like the bat humans were invented and in whenever stan lee wrote that or whoever no stanley's the other guy the other whoever wrote batman <laughs> stanley wrote
3: about this guy here it's...
1: yeah about thor <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who wrote batman but i know he was part of the bat humans okay so back to <laughs> this is round two uh, i would love to hear alan's story continued right now so alan okay. you're up and you are ready to begin now
3: all right fantastic well uh, let's talk about the shapeshifter as a werewolf. Now, some legends maintain werewolves shapeshifted at will due to a curse, and others state that they transformed with the help of an, en- an enchanted sash or a cloak made of wolf pelt, which may be where uh, Gina gets her yoga clothes from. And there's still others claim people became werewolves after being scratched or bit by a werewolf. In many werewolf stories, a person only turns into werewolf when there's a full moon, the topic of today's episode. And that theory may not be far-fetched because according to a study conducted at Australia's Cavalry Matter uh, Newcastle Hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. And that study found that of 91 violent acute behavior incidents at the hospital between 2008 and 2009 20 percent happened during a full moon now if you ask me 23 percent is that a significant amount i don't know
1: Ooh, i actually think it is that's almost a quarter of the population that's a lot of people i would say charlie charlie your thoughts
2: um well i don't know i i think I think I remember seeing an episode of ER where it was like taking place on a full moon and they just had a whole bunch of crazy people coming in. And uh, so I think that might be where, uh, are you a big uh, ER fan, Michael
3: Crichton? Uh, I like Michael Helen? Crichton, uh, but I never watched ER. Anthony Edwards, uh, oh, you know no, George no. Clooney. Uh, I very again, much. I, I, cited, I cited Dr. Grant earlier and that is through my love of Michael Crichton, but I do not watch ER. Okay.
1: No, but I did watch ER, and no, it's coincidentally uh, very, a lot of people that I know that work in ERs. Uh, they they say the same thing actually that on the um, full moon there is a lot more activity. Uh, Chris, what do you think?
4: Well, okay, I'm I'm on board with Charlie on this one here, Alan. You you shape shapeshifters, and hey, I saw True Blood on HBO too. Okay, as well, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then the whole thing with the hospital. Come on, that's American Werewolf in London, where the, the guy becomes a werewolf, and he goes to the hospital, he hooks up with the cute nurse. It's, it's This story's already been written.
3: That's, that's a good it's, movie.
1: It is a good movie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is fun. Um, there are holes in everybody's stories, including yours, Chris, but your turn is now. So why don't yeah. you go ahead and start your round two at this moment now.
4: All right. So my round two begins with a uh, – just. A, a note to charlie who jumped the gun on his accusation because i'm about to now explain the father of the you know, streaking or as they called it back then limping with a y l y not limping as if you know if, gina your strategy would have been called flapping uh, by the way uh, but, <laughs> um but no so uh so there was a man named there was a man named kiriakis kiriaku uh and he was a cook from the nearby city of elios and um he was disqualified he was supposed to be in seven events he was a great athlete he was supposed to be in seven events he was disqualified because he wasn't athenian so his streaking protest charlie took place after all the uh events had been held and and they were giving out awards and stuff which by the way they didn't give out medals back then they just gave the the wreaths uh uh, on their head uh but uh, so this guy ran naked as protesting say he should have been an athlete while they were giving out the awards that's how it started
1: Oh, so Chris, are you saying that Kyriakus Kyriakis was standing on his laurels by streaking? <laughs> uh,
4: the other guys were standing on their laurels. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 by the way, it was Kyriakis Kyriaku, not Kyri- Kyri- Kyriakos. I love
1: the I love the name. I, it's, I think that anytime you add an O at the end of a, a name, it becomes Italian. You add a US, it becomes Greek. Um, so whether you're telling the truth or not, I'm buying it a little bit. Alan, what do you think?
3: I didn't realize that you can just participate in things as protest when, when they don't let you in their little exclusive club. So I'm going to just do that from now on. You know, I'm just going to do my my thing that I wasn't allowed to do in the first place. But Look, I'm just I'm still doing it. I'm yeah. still doing it.
1: Yep. You know, I feel like if we walk away from this show with nothing else, we have learned that. <laughs> so that's great. Charlie, your thoughts?
2: Well, two things. One, the name Curious Curious. His, his name is Curious Curious. And no, and, uh, and then and then the second thing is is are they still naked when they're getting an award? Because no. I still don't think I still don't think him being naked and running looks anything a, different than just running.
4: It wasn't they weren't a nudist society. They were naked during the competition, and then they had clothes on. They had their togas or whatever they wore back then, and that's when he did the thing. That's why it was known that that's why it was controversial.
1: They no, were lycra like togas. Definitely like Rotogas that were held together with um leaves on the top of their <laughs> that was from a former episode of for those and he picked picked up bangles. a nurse <laughs> <Oak> leaves. <laughs> All right. So then um I, I don't know. I, this still makes me curious for round three, even though it's, it's everybody's pencil. <laughs> you mean curious
2: so curious?
1: You get me. You get me. Uh so we're gonna move to round three now and uh, so that we can find a now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final round. So pay attention. If there are any holes to be poked, it's now. Uh, so, uh, Alan, go ahead and start your round three. We'll get him in the center square, and when he's when we get him there, we will start round. Three. Ooh, and um, so Alan is there now. So, Alan, your time starts
3: now. Are werewolves real? The werewolf phenomenon may have a medical explanation because uh, take Peter the Wild Boy, for instance. In 1725, he was found wandering naked on all fours through a German forest and many thought he was a werewolf or at least raised by wolves. Peter ate with his hands but couldn't speak and he was eventually adopted by the courts of G- uh, King George I and King George II and lived out his days as their pet in England. Research has shown that Peter likely had Pitt Hopkins syndrome, a condition discovered in 1978 that causes lack of speech, seizures, distinct facial features, and difficulty breathing and intellectual challenges. Lycanthropy is the condition where people believe they are turning into a wolf.
1: Oh my God, okay, so this is a real thing that exists and this was in this guy that they found wasn't Mowgli like it was a, a real Maybe he
3: inspired the the story about Mowgli or gray Stoke which was Tarzan all that stuff
1: oh wow okay so it sounds like it's a real condition that may explain uh, why people think werewolves exist uh, so what do you guys say Charlie
2: uh, well i I find it very interesting uh was this Peter also represented by the string family like he is in Peter <laughs> and the wolf
0: <laughs> oh.
1: That's a good observation that I didn't think of, Chris. What are your thoughts? That's funny. Uh, once
4: again, once again on on Charlie's team on this one uh, because you mentioned Mowgli. You know, I it's the first thing I wrote down was raised by wolves. I mean, like, there's a book about that, and the character's <laughs> name is Mowgli. Um, I, I'm just, you know, he's got True Blood in here. He's got American Werewolf in London. He's got, you know, uh, Peter and and the Wolf. He's got. <laughs> I, I'm mm, fiction, fiction, fiction alert.
1: So uh, where's your flag? Oh, it's up in it, the air. It's up it's in the air oh. about to land. It hasn't, okay. hasn't landed yet. It hasn't landed yet. It hasn't yet. landed you
4: yet
1: know... I want to hear Charlie's, I want to hear the end of Charlie's <laughs> thing. <laughs> All right, so let's do that right now. Why not? Charlie, we're going to get you in round three, and your story begins right now.
2: On day six, they also <laughs> printed <laughs> that they had found an even higher order of Vespertilio <laughs> Homo that lived by the tower. They were improved in every aspect. Uh, of the race. Now, the next day, another newspaper came out with a story saying it was all a hoax and that it had (laughs) been falsely created and that the Journal of Science in Edinburgh had ceased to be publishing in nineteen in eighteen sixty five because they stopped in eighteen sixty three. They also said that the author was probably Richard Locke, an Englishman who had just been hired by the Sun, and they think that it was done just to raise circulation of a failing newspaper.
1: Aha! So, so let me get this straight. Your lie is about a hoax. <laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, mind
1: blown. Oh my I gosh. Mean,
2: my truth is about a hoax.
1: But oh, that's presentable. Oh, oh, good cover. I oh. like that cover. I was I was not tricking you, but you did discover that I made a mistake. So that was good trickery. Uh so Alan, what do you think?
3: Oh, I love that uh, that, that exactly what you said. Like all the stuff that we've proven was false in Charlie's story was eventually proven to be false and therefore it not being false. I say that the false stuff he's coming up with was false to begin with and it is very similar to a story that would be written just about a decade or two later by one Mr. H.G. Wells about the War of the Worlds where people spied civilizations through a telescope that would invade Earth.
1: Oh my gosh! And then you know Orson Welles did the trickery that he did. This is amazing. This is this has levels, layers, people, layers, people. Uh, and then Chris, what are your thoughts?
4: Speaking of layers, this has basic instinct written all over it. Uh, she, what? yes, Catherine, whatever her name was in the Catherine, whatever her name was, the, the character in the movie. Uh, she wrote a book about getting away with murder, and then that's the best alibi if you write about getting away with murder and then you murder someone using that exact thing this Charlie did this as Alan pointed out he put up this entire hoax and then called his story a hoax so that we all wouldn't fall I'm I am throwing the flag on Charlie.
1: Mm. Oh my god. oh wow. The flag is still in the air for Alan, but on the ground for Charlie. So uh this is the time of the show where everybody looks at their notes and sees uh it kind of like lets us know their last thoughts if they have any. And uh let us know who voice. they think is dying. Oh, 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 my apologies. Chris, I keep I keep screwing you over on that. Well That's maybe a- Maybe there's a trickery strategy here. He paid me off, people. All right, Chris, are you ready? You're around. Yeah, keep on
2: lying, Chris. Keep on lying. <laughs> yeah, keep it going.
1: This is good. Good good radio podcast whatever. Go ahead, Chris. Your story starts right now.
4: Okay. So, yes, to bring it all together here. Uh so, when the Olympics came back, the modern Olympics in 1896, um they were brought back and a group of uh Athenians uh who were so, uh, you know, they, because at the time when they first brought it back, um, and I don't know the name of the paper, but it wasn't the Athens Courier or whatever it was that Charlie claimed in Denmark. Um, they, uh, <laughs> they wrote all these stories about, you know, ancient Olympics and all this stuff. Um, and and uh, seven events in the first modern Olympics in 1896 were interrupted by streakers. It was coordinated because my buddy Kyriakos Kyriaku back then, he was <laughs> eliminated, he was disqualified from seven events. So people, uh, they got together and they, they disrupted seven events by streaking. And in 1896, people athletes were wearing clothes by then.
1: Aha! Okay, that was actually a question I had. Um, and so I love uh, that they brought back the tradition and or the rebellion um, in the 1800s when they redid the Olympics. Charlie, what do you think?
2: Uh, I have two questions. One is, uh, what year
4: was the first Olympics, modern Olympics, Chris? The modern, first modern Olympics was 1896.
2: Okay. Uh, And then the other thing is, why would the Athenians be celebrating this guy who got kicked out for not being Athenian?
4: That's a great question. And I was hoping someone would ask that because his little city where he was from was now part of Athens. It was not back in the ancient times.
1: Oh, that is interesting. His, his he's polis. got answers. He's got I know. answers. His list was not in the list. Okay. All right. So here we go. This is the time of the show now um, that I was trying to get to before, just because I was excited and I prematurely did it. Uh, but hey, guys, um, what, we're going to have final thoughts if, if you have any. Um, we'll just go straight top to bottom. Um, give us your final thoughts and and or your guess for uh, the person that you think is is uh, the bluffer tonight and and your reasons behind it. Go ahead, Chris.
4: Um, I This is a tough one for me because I really think that uh, there's so many crossovers between what Alan was saying and, and movies and books that I know. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with Charlie uh, again Ooh. because, uh, you know, it came down. To, he just pulled out the basic instinct thing at the very end. Call it a hoax and he, it wipes away everything he said.
1: All right, so his flag really did go down for Charlie. Ellen, what do you think? What do you Well,
3: think? That, that last thing that uh, uh, that Chris was saying, that seven events were interrupted by streakers in 1896, you couldn't figure out how to stop this from happening after one, two, three, six times you still let this happen. I don't know. This was a little bit shady, but you know what? I'm going to say that Charlie was the liar because Ooh. it was just too many things that was clearly science fiction. And, um... <laughs> And and just him saying that it was false at the end is not gonna save it for me because I think it was false from the beginning.
1: Oh my gosh! Bam! That's a, that's hard, Charlie. What do you say? Your final thoughts?
3: I I was gonna go with Alan
2: because I thought for a second there we were all gonna accuse one other person, but apparently everybody's gonna accuse me. So I'm gonna go with myself. No, um, I, I still think I still think it's Alan.
0: That's illegal.
1: That's illegal. That really is a flag on the place. So you can go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, nobody You're has. We've got the show on hedging. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hedging, hedging your bets. I get it, Chris. Good job. Um, so guys, that's that's the end of our show. Um, we would open it to the studio audience uh, to see if they have any comments. It doesn't look like they do just yet. Um, so now we're going to do the best part of the show. I'm going to turn it over to Tech Adam, and Adam is going to help us reveal tonight's history bluff.
0: All right, Gina, I'm going to take you out, and we're going to get all of our armchair historians center stage and i'm going to go and ask now do you think it was charlie or it could have been chris or it could have even been alan i'm going to tell you right now i'm going to reveal the bluff This whole time tonight has been Chris! This whole time
1: that's the best because nobody voted for Chris and that's amazing. Um, Chris I want to compliment you on job well done. Streakers still in fact in the NBA finals the other night they cut it off because the streaker they won't show it on TV but a streaker hit the game floor (laughs) on the the floor that night. So, Oh my gosh Chris you fooled me Uh, you all kind of fooled me. I wasn't 100% sure at all tonight so very very good job everybody. Um, Thanks Adam Tech. Adam the Tech you did a great job too. We really appreciate all of your help making us look and sound good
0: oh you're welcome glad to thank you very much
1: yes and um one more time your players tonight have been
2: alan Chris. charlie i i wanted to make one little quick note uh Please. technically the uh, radio program of war of the worlds happened only three years later
1: <laughs> oh cool cool so um three years I don't remember. Later than what? Yeah, later than what? Later than
2: the Great Moon Hoax of
1: 1835. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Thank you for that tidbit. I hope you all learned something, and I hope you all learned our tells. We'll see you next time on History Bluffs. Good night.
0: (laughs) Tune in next time. History Bluffs will keep the truth being stranger than fiction. Good night.